0: It is hot outside, but it is cool in here. Welcome to Bridging the Gap with yours truly, Hugh J. Harmon. It's been quite a while since we've gathered together on this platform to talk about current events, politics, education, and just for inspiration. The Bridging the Gap 2.2 radio show with Pastor Hugh J. Harmon is back. We're coming strong with the topics and the talk that matters to you. Much has transpired in this land and continues to transpire, and it is difficult for us to squeeze our collective eyes shut and to just thank God that we are okay and those that are attached to us are okay. That's a really dismissive kind of way to walk through this world and walk through this life and deal with all of the things that we're dealing with in our culture. But rather, we must feel some sense of agitation, some sense of empathy, some sense of sympathy for those families, many of who are innocent that in a matter of days, at the hands of a callous, angry, deranged, or calculating gunman could be mourning the loss of a mother, a father, a brother, a sister, or a child. We've witnessed this happen in Buffalo, New York, and shortly after, quite shortly after, literally weeks later, we saw it happen in Nevada, Texas, where 19 young people, where 10 people died in Buffalo, New York. And most of those ten were adults. Some were elderly. Some were pillars of the community that were gunned down at a supermarket there in Buffalo, New York. We've come to find out that it was a race-based um, discriminatory act against people of color. Um, at least that is what is coming out in the news in regards to the social media account of the of the killer. And then a couple of weeks later, a young man walks into a. Texas Elementary School and literally murders 19 babies and two adults while 19 police officers stood in the hallway trying to determine whether they should risk harm to their lives and going to those classrooms. So those um, are really possibly the toughest situations in which for us to even be able to show empathy and sympathy to someone else, because um, we can't honestly say we've been there and done that. And um, losing a child, losing children, losing babies, those may possibly be the most uh, tragic of occurrences when one has to console a mother or father at the graveside or at the homecoming of the young child as I talked about it before, on May 24th, 2022. This is a special edition of Bridging the Gap with yours truly, Pastor Hugh J. Harmon. I want to focus on gun violence. I want to take this time that we're here together to just get on my soapbox and give you a soliloquy of my thoughts on where we are and how we ought to move forward and how we ought to view what we're dealing with so that we collectively as bridge builders, you collectively out there can... Come together and campaign and push politicians and even become a politician yourself, run for office if needed to get changes in place that we can prevent what is seemingly getting out of control in our culture. On May 24th, 2022, 18 year old Salvador Rolando Ramos, his name is not mentioned a lot, is not said a lot, I understand the idea of not glorifying him, giving him star status or rock star status in terms of popularity and celebrity. But I believe his name needs to be known so that we are aware that this is a real individual that went out and did this real crime. It's not just something that was manufactured. It wasn't um, something that the media put together. But there's a real person called Salvador Rolando Ramos, the late Salvador Rolando Ramos, who who fatally shot 19 students and two teachers? We, we probably will never get to know the get to the root of why he did it, but we know he wounded 17 other people at Robb Elementary School in Nevada, Texas. Um, early in the day, he said he shot his grandmother in the forehead at home, severely wounding her. And outside the school, he fired shots for approximately five minutes before entering unobstructed with an AR-15 style rifle through a side entrance door. He then locked himself inside, proceeds to lock himself inside the classroom, kills 19 students in the process and two teachers and remained there for around one hour before a member of the United States Border Patrol Tactical Unit fatally shot him after bursting into the classroom mind you 19 police officers were outside in the hallway as these 19 youngsters were savagely murdered and this man that ultimately broke into the classroom overpowered the shooter and killed him was not even among those 19 that were initially outside of the classroom this was the third deadliest school shooting in the united states after the Virginia Tech shooting in 2007 and the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting in 2012. And it's the deadliest in Texas history. Let that marinate in your spirit. And we're going to take a quick commercial break. And we'll be right back as I conclude my thoughts on gun violence and what we ought to do here in the United States. This is Bridging the Gap with Hugh Harmon on Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Meet us after this.
1: Does it appear the long arm of the law is working against you instead of for you? Whom do you call when the boys in blue are pursuing you, when the wrong person behind bars may end up being you? With over 40 years combined legal expertise, Anderson and Welch bring to bear a smart, sound, sensible defense of those caught in what may be the unrelenting grip of the legal system. Turn to Anderson and Welch first to get ahead of trouble, not fall into it, by calling 561 832-3386, that's 561-832-3386, that's Anderson and Welch Law Firm online at AndersonandWelch.com.
0: You're listening to Bridging the Gap radio show with Pastor Hugh J. Harmon coming to you live from Columbia, South Carolina, bringing you hard-hitting topics, the voices, and the minds of leaders in the community the businessmen and women and faith leaders that are making a difference. If you are a bridge builder and you would love to get your story heard on this network, Never Had It So Good, Gospel 107 FM, and Never Had It So Good, Sports Network, and on the Bridge in the Gap show with yours truly, Pastor Hugh J. Harmon, contact us at hjvharmon at gmail.com or Kingdom Book and Gift at Gmail.com. Again, that's Kingdom Book and gift at gmail.com. Spell it out. Kingdom, K-I-N-G-D-O-M, Book, B-O-O-K, A-N-D, G-I-F-T at gmail.com. And last and certainly not least, at sc lovefellowship at gmail.com. All lowercase. S C for South Carolina Love Fellowship. All lowercase at gmail.com we look forward to hearing from you so we can get your story here on bridging the gap with yours truly pastor hugh j Harmon, and on this powerful network never had it so good gospel 107 fm
2: your skin isn't just skin it's a beautiful reflection of every single thing you've been through in life. Which is why Dove Body Wash renews your skin's ceramides and strengthens it against dryness. For instantly softer, smoother skin, you can lovingly embrace. Renew the love for your skin with Dove Body Wash.
0: Welcome back to Bridging the Gap with yours truly, Pastor Hugh. Jay Harmon. We've been talking about gun violence. We've been talking about mass shootings. We've been talking about what has become almost a health crisis in our nation. This must stop. When will it stop? First, when will our lawmakers move decisively to put in place laws that would prohibit or at least inhibit young men like this from easily obtaining these kinds of deadly firearms? Second, when will services and resources and stop gaps be put in place in our educational systems to first identify students like this young man that did the shooting in Nevada, Texas and get them the mental health services needed to prevent them from resorting to these kinds of actions? I, I believe it's it's, you know, necessary to affirm some of what I'm hearing happening on Capitol Hill where there is literally uh, people from both sides of the aisle that have decided to come together to jointly put together some sort of legislation to mitigate and ultimately eliminate what we're seeing happening and addressing some of the things that I've listed already. Thirdly, when will patriotic Americans stop perpetrating the fraud and I use that term patriotic Americans tongue-in-cheek and perpetrating the fraud that Christianity embraces the gun in terms of ownership and its use as vociferously as it embraces the cross. I'm seeing over and over again opinion pieces in major newspapers with pastors, leaders in the faith community talking about how Israel picked up weapons to fight their enemies It is not the same thing as what we're dealing with in the 21st century, especially in America. And this ideology that America is the new Jerusalem, the new Israel, the new place where God has his hands, this replacement theology, as it were, is false. It is declension. It is heresy. It is not the truth. And I say that boldly because I. You know, I've studied the Bible, I've read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation several times. I've gone to school to study the Bible. I'm credentialed in this, so I know what I'm talking about. Um, and fourth, when will politicians and political pundits that support the Second Amendment stop assuming that it is an intransigent rule that cannot in any way be amended? When in fact, it isn't referencing the individual American's right to own a gun, as many constitutional scholars would admit, but it was talking about states' states' rights to gather militias to defend their borders. And so I'm not a law student. I did apply, took the LSATs, and uh, got a, uh, accepted into a number of law schools, but I didn't pursue it. But I, I'm a good enough reader Um, to understand and to explicate and to extract meaning from the Constitution to understand that, that there is no particular part in the Constitution that is untenable, that cannot be changed by amendment. There are several opinions on why we are still here as a nation. Some say that the wrong kinds of young, innocent people are dying in these incidents. So There is no demand for change as a result. Others would admit that the NRA and the gun lobby has artfully invested in the Washington, D.C. political machine. And so the dollars that they have spent to make a profit outweighs the price of the young lives lost in these tragedies. Others say that it is the issue of mental illness. They argue that guns don't kill people, but people who have the guns kill people. They they argue that good people with a gun are the best deterrent to evil people with a gun. But there were 19 so-called good, trained, licensed law enforcement in the hallway. And as we understand the story, some of those 19 kids just beyond the wall from these law enforcement officers who had a gun could have been saved if they had acted with initiative. The solution for some is to arm school security officers. You just heard my explanation. More security officers, if they fear for their lives in the face of semi-automatic or almost fully automatic weaponry, And they're questioning whether they should go in. Now we understand the cries of the morticians in in Texas that had to work to put these little bodies back together to make them suitable even for a burial. The, The solution, again, for some is to arm school security officers and install more metal detectors and to place bulletproof glass throughout the structures of our schools. That sounds a lot like making our schools into mini fortresses. (sighs) I've been in education almost 25 solid years and I had a better time in schools that had windows we could open up. And I'm the adult teaching in that class, teaching in that building, educating, leading in that building. And I can tell you personally, emotionally, I felt better in the school that I could open the windows And we could hear the the sound of nature on the outside. But that's not what is being put forward as a solution to where we are. During the global pandemic, when schools were forced to close, there was a great cry in the land for the need of students to be in safe spaces. Learning cooperatively and socially adjusting to life in a diverse world. But if we continue like this, we will find ourselves creating bunkers for schools that, in the end, will probably drive our kids bonkers because they won't be able to even go outside to play safely. I taught in New York City, I taught in the New York City public school system, and our schools had these huge playgrounds. But I taught in Brooklyn, New York, in the shadow of a project, Breivort Projects, at a school called community school 21 and believe it or not we could not take our kids out to play on the playground and this was in the mid to late 90s this was before any mass shootings and we've come to this point today mass shootings used to be considered isolated incidents that only affected the most desperately poor and in communities that are suffering from the vestiges of this poverty. Communities like the Chicago's and New York cities and Detroit's were once considered the epicenters of urban crime and carnage and the places that one would most likely witness or experience a mass shooting, the likes of that carried out by rival gangs. Can I tell you all a secret? I went to school in New York City. I visited Chicago. I've flown through Detroit, and I hear all these stories about shootings and killings and murders. I spent literally almost a week in Chicago and never heard a gunshot. Now, again, it might be where in Chicago that I stayed, but I never felt not safe. And I was a visitor. I I, I grew up in New York City, in the hood, in Bedford-Stuyvesant. They call it Dua. There's a motto, Dua, Die, Bed, Stuy. And people say I was a strange bird. I was a strange bird. Walked the the New York City streets, Brooklyn streets. I traveled on the subway regularly, traveled on the bus regularly, and I never felt unsafe. I did hear the sirens. I did hear gunshots, but I was the type that went in the other direction. I I didn't indulge and go towards. And, and, And believe it or not, I have witnessed gun gang violence, but not a mass shooting. But some experts will contend that gun violence is now a national public health epidemic. We're going to talk about what that means right after this. You're listening to Bridging the Gap with J. Harmon here on Never Had It So Good, Gospel 107 FM and we are talking about gun violence. We want you to join us after this.
1: Do you need Tile installed in your home or business? Then John Robinson Tile LLC is the company for you. We have over 60 years of experience installing Tile. We do bathrooms, kitchens, and so much more. Give us a call at 803-529-0092. Check out our website, at wwwjohnrobinsontilethenumber 2com Visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, too. Just search J-Rob Tile or John Robinson Tile. We're licensed and insured and Schluter certified. If you need tile installed, we are your company. We believe in laying hands on everything we do. That's John Robinson Tile Installation Service for new and old homes. Renovation of kitchens and bathrooms installs all types that's john robinson tile the number two dot com we're
0: calling all artists authors event planners community leaders with a compelling story and those interested in being guest columnists in carolina's newest lifestyle magazine restore our mantra is living loving and making moves the kingdom way. We are in our sixth edition as we speak, our June issue. Get promoted, marketed, and published in this new magazine at the best rates in the business. Restore Magazine is offered in both print and digital formats. Email us at kingdombookandgift@gmail.com at gmail.com for details and an advertising quote. Again, we are in our sixth edition. We're talking about what we're talking about today in that edition about gun violence. Get promoted. Marketed, published in this new magazine at the best rates in the business. Restore Magazine is offered in both print and digital formats. Email us at Kingdom Book and Gifts. Spell it all out at gmail.com for details and an advertising quote. Welcome back to Bridging the Gap with yours truly, Pastor Hugh J. Harmon. We are in a Soliloquy, as it were. I'm in a soliloquy, as it were, talking about this whole gun violence and what needs to be done, this mass shooting, children dying in Nevada, adults dying in Buffalo, New York, and even more incidences since then. Here's some statistics. Between 1968 and 2017, 1968, 2017, our nation has witnessed and had to live through. 1.5 1.5 million gun violence deaths. Somebody might be saying, well, those are many years. Many years have passed and transpired in that time. True. Approximately, almost 50 years went by. So in in approximately 50 years, just short of 50 years, we've seen 1.5 million gun violence deaths. Mm. Again, that number just does not reflect statistics because we tend to do that when we talk about statistics. Those numbers reflect actual individuals, mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters, children. And in so many cases, those numbers are reflective of families. So that 1.5 million can actually be translated to 1.5 million families and possible future families snuffed out in a wave of gun violence. 1.5 million gun violence deaths is actually more, listen, than all of the collective loss that the American armed forces has suffered while engaged in active duty since the American War for Independence in 1775. These are more people have died by the hands of gun violence that have died because they signed up for the military. Let that gem of a statistic stay with you for a moment. Every year around this time, this this very time, young men and young women from all across this land are sitting with military recruiters to determine whether they wanna risk their lives to serve in the armed forces solely to ensure that their higher education is paid for. In fact, my daughter, who is a junior, rising senior, gonna be a senior next year, senior when the when, when fall starts, she's contemplating going into the armed forces. But the irony is that making this decision to ostensibly go to war may be a safer choice than staying home and pursuing the regular pathways to educational and professional success. Because American streets are becoming Unsafe. Here's some other shocking statistics. In 2020, two years ago, in 2020, the BBC, the British Broadcasting Corporation, in its investigation into gun violence, um, here in the United States, reported that 45,000 Americans lost their lives to guns either by homicide or by suicide in that year alone. Not over a period of many years, in 2020, at the height of COVID-19, 45,000 Americans lost their lives by gun violence, either through homicide or suicide. This represents a 25% increase from just five years earlier and a 43% higher increase than in 2010. Mm. So who or what is the problem? Some would say it, it is, and I'll use questions is it the lifeless inanimate but deadly semi-automatic or fully automatic weapon that is usually the culprit of these mass shootings is it the mental and social emotional state of the people who purchase these weapons is it the faulty process that allows for loopholes that make it easy or relatively easy for felons and domestic violent perpetrators or mentally unstable people to get licensed and eventually made capable to buy these guns? Did we always have a gun violence problem, but we just chose not to advertise it? you hear it, is the media to blame for sensationalizing these tragic events? Or is it that our law enforcement authorities are just not equipped or trained with the capacity to handle these kinds of incidents? Is there a general mental imbalance in our population that has been exacerbated by this global pandemic, COVID, and summarily overlooked by the health industry. The isolation, the quarantining, the working from home, the adjustments that had to be made to our education system, the jobs that were lost. I guess they all can be blamed in some way, shape or form, but just identifying the problems and the roots of the problems without developing a strategic plan to mitigate and eliminate these problems will leave us at the end of 2022 with even higher statistics of lives lost to gun violence. As a human being, just as a regular, normal, un-insignificant, run-of-the-mill human being, this is truly taxing and fear engendering. As a human being that may be in the position of a faith leader or a community leader, it is truly exhausting having to figure out what to say to the faithful, especially the faith leader, that are losing their faith in God because they can't possibly discern and understand a God that in their words would allow such to happen to children, especially who did nothing to deserve it. As one that waded into the tide of political activism and campaigning for political office, I would have to say it is a call to reckoning. You aren't elected just to improve your lot in life while forsaking the needs of your constituents. But who are your constituents? Are your constituents the individuals that march in the voting booths for, for primaries and general elections hoping that their candidates live up to the manifesto that they set forth in the campaign Or are your constituents the powerful lobbyists financed by the NRA or any other powerful corporate interest that aids and assists most elected officials in gaining and maintaining an above average lifestyle? Just as long as they support the deregulation of certain industries to ensure that the corporation's market share stays strong. Who's the culprit here? I can only give you my perspectives and challenge you to think about it on your own and push you to do something about it. Now you know about it. It's time for you to do something about it. We can't do it on our own. It takes a collective work, a collective move, a collective push, a collective voice, collective action. Thank you for listening to this episode of Bridging the Gap. I hope that this doesn't become just another soundbite in the noise of media pundits and opinion pieces that fail to really move the needle in solving the problem. Hopefully, hearing the statistics that I shared will cause you to get passionate about being a part of the change, about campaigning to make that change real. Meet us here for our next broadcast, podcast, our next talk on topics that we believe matter to you. Here on Never Had It So Good Gospel 107, may God richly bless you and may you be agitated to go out there and build bridges to success and not walls. Thank you for listening to Bridging the Gap with Pastor Hugh J. Harmon, featured here weekly on Never Had It So Good Sports Network, Never Had it So Good Gospel 107 FM, a Columbia-based show with a global impact. Have a great night.
1: calls you qualified You want to open up your mouth uh, And you're not
2: qualified So be it In me So be it In me You're sorry I'm already qualified It's already finished It has been established Established Whatever I find Be found in heaven you for it. stop worrying about it stop stressing about it.